Are you somebody who really puts a lot of thought or energy into New Year's resolutions or maybe feels a little overwhelmed by the idea of having to create resolutions and then ultimately the feeling of failing as you don't meet those expectations? If so, this video is for you. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. This time of year, it's natural that we think about new beginnings, changes, big changes, the end of a full year, writing a whole new year down from 2023 to 2024, that's kind of a big deal. There's a big change that happens in that way. And it tends to make us feel like there should be big changes within us as well. We often look at the things that we feel bad about, things that we believe we're failing at or not good enough in. And we need to change those things for the new year. We make resolutions based on those fears, those ideas and doubts. And then inevitably, most times, we either just completely forget about it, or most of you probably think about the fact that you've set this goal and have failed yet once again. And I say failed because that's the way you tend to think about it. I'm not suggesting that it is actually a failure. But when we don't meet those expectations, which are often pretty unrealistic, we take that as evidence of our inability to follow through, to succeed, ultimately to be good enough. So if you're finding yourself thinking about resolutions for this year, big changes that you want to make, a couple things I think that are important to keep in mind. And one is, first of all, any time that we create a circumstance in which it has to be all or nothing, no matter what it is, we're likely going to end up feeling that we haven't met that expectation, whatever that might be. Now, there are some things in life that I think the idea of black and white or all or nothing might apply. But I also think, for the most part, that the ways that we tend to think about that, that it has to either be this way or that way, this way is good, this way is bad, this way is success, this way is failure. It creates a circumstance in which, because of the unrealistic nature of that, well, then we fail. And any time that we believe that we fail, it reinforces our sense of being not good enough, unworthy, undeserving, it tends to reinforce a lot of shame as well. So when you find yourself thinking all or nothing, just pay attention to that and think, okay, this is kind of black and white or all or nothing. Is there another way to think about it? Can you think about each step as a success? I think that's important because without each step, you could never get to the end. And I talk about that all the time in regards to this healing journey. The other thing, instead of thinking about specific goals or resolutions that you might set for yourself. Think about what that thing might be that you want to achieve or change 
And why do you want to achieve or change it? What is it about that that is going to bring something positive to your life? And really give yourself some time. Sit with that. Maybe even journal about that. So for example, if you say that you're going to change jobs, this year is the year that I'm going to do some extra training and go get that job. Well, that's not necessarily a bad goal, but what is it about that job? What is it about being able to get that job? What does that mean to you? Why is that important? And it could be really basic that you want to earn more money, that you need to earn more money in order to feel comfortable and safe every month that you have enough. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're already completely comfortable and you just want more. Nothing wrong with that either. But why do you want it? And so if it is about comfort, and this could be about a relationship, it could be about weight, it could be about better eating habits or exercise, trying a new hobby, whatever it is. When you think about why do you want that thing? What is it going to bring to my life? then you are able to get at the meaning of that thing, the real meaning. You move away from the shoulds, the comparisons. Because for all of us, and obviously this is just my opinion, but having been on one end and now on the other, I know that for me, I have recognized that there are things that are nice to have, things that are nice to achieve. But what really matters in terms of our sense of happiness feeling whole and complete, feeling ultimately free, emotional freedom. It often isn't really about some specific thing, but about what that thing allows for our lives. And when we can focus on that, we recognize that there might be multiple ways that we can achieve that. And we also recognize that we can achieve a lot of that in those steps along the way. So instead of just focusing on the end and it's either success or failure, being able to recognize those steps along the way. So for example, if you're wanting to eat better in the new year, you know, it might be because you want to be healthy. It might be that you want your weight to be in a healthy range. It might be that you want to just feel more comfortable when you move about in the world in terms of your own body. Hopefully not because of what other people are thinking, but I know that that is a reality. But when you think about why, so I want to eat healthy this year because, and if it is because of what other people think or how other people judge, then the why is because of other people. Well, if it's because of other people, it's not going to be effective. And I think that most people can recognize that, right? When we do anything because somebody else thinks we should, or because we think that we should for other people, rarely are we ever so-called successful, right? In that way. But you might say, well, I want to eat healthy because I want to feel better about myself. I don't want to judge myself any longer. I want to feel more comfortable. Then it becomes about how you feel and not about how somebody may or may not feel. And ultimately, for all of us, doing things from a place of what we want and what we need 
is important. Now you might say, well, my partner or my kids, what they want matters too. Well, yes, but the happier that you are, the more they're going to be able to receive from you. The more free you feel, the easier you show up for them. And when I say easier, I mean technically, but even more so, the energy that you show up with is more easeful. It's not strained by expectation, doubt, fear, or even resentment. So going back to the eating thing, if you're eating, if you want to eat healthier because you want to feel better in your body, physically feel better in your body, what is that going to bring to your life? What would it be like to feel better in your body? So eating better might be a part of that, but maybe there's some other things that you can begin to incorporate, some small things here and there that can help you feel better in your body. And there are a lot of ways that you can incorporate things that can help you feel better in your body, physically as and certainly emotionally. But there are other things besides the eating specifically that can help that, right? And so if you set out this whole meal plan and you can eat these things and these things are off limits, then as soon as you eat something that's off limit or even have a craving for something that's off limits, you're likely going to feel like you failed. And anytime that we tend to feel like we failed, it kind of becomes all or nothing. Well, I already took that bite, so I guess it's all out the window now. So I guess I can just forget the whole thing. We can be like that in so many different ways. And it can be that it certainly doesn't have to be about eating. I think that's just kind of an example that a lot of people can understand. But then when we do the all or nothing thing and think, well, okay, I didn't do that. Or if you plan to journal every day and you miss a day, you can beat yourself up a little bit. Maybe it's a mild form of beating yourself up, or maybe it's pretty significant. But as soon as that happens, it's like, well, guess I may as well just give up. Who was I kidding to think I would do that? So what does journaling then mean for you? What do you think journaling will bring to your life? And does it have to be absolutely every day for that to happen? No, it absolutely doesn't. Even in terms of eating, do you have to eat only absolutely healthy things every single time you put something in your mouth in order to feel better in your body? No. You can still gain a lot of benefit in journaling occasionally when you think about it. Now, the more you journal, is that going to be better? Generally speaking, probably. But in all reality, if you start just dive right in and every single day you journal and you journal a lot, if you haven't really journaled, there's a good chance it could end up bringing up some stuff. So kind of spreading that out a little bit may not be a bad idea. Even in terms of eating, right? Eating healthy, I think for all of us is probably not a bad goal. But again, when you think all or nothing, does it have to be every single thing or can it be most things? Can it be most days? Can you feel good about that meal that you chose to eat something healthy that your go-to typically might have been something different? So taking moments when you make those different decisions, when you do something to move you toward that, being able to feel good about that because it's not 
about ultimately being able to check off that specific box at the end. Ultimately, it's about how do I feel? And part of what you deserve to feel is accomplished. You deserve to feel good about any sort of progress that you're making, no matter what it is, whether it's about this healing journey or eating better or moving your body or connecting, making an intentional effort to connect more, to practice some of the things that are good for you. So think about how do I want to feel? Write it down. What will it mean to you, to your life, to feel that way, to experience those things? And with most things, there are going to be a variety of ways that will ultimately lead you there. In fact, I would say most things, it's going to be a variety of things. Black and white or all or nothing thinking really rarely serves us in the way that we think it will when we set those parameters. It contributes quite significantly to our sense of failing, of not being enough. So how do I want to feel? And then making an intentional effort on most days that you can to do something, and it can be something small. If you eat the meal that you end up feeling, would normally end up feeling bad about, think, okay, well, that's not the way I wanted to do it, but I did it. So I'm going to let myself just enjoy that. And now let me have this. Maybe it's a piece of fruit. Maybe you add an extra vegetable to your meal. Maybe you drink an extra glass of water. There are a lot of things that you can incorporate that are healthy for you without it having to be all or nothing. And that's true for really most things in our lives. You know, even if like one of your goals is to set a boundary and you're going to set boundaries with all these people that are not necessarily healthy people for you to be engaged in, well, that's going to be hard to do. Setting boundaries is always hard, right? And if you just give up at the first sign that you're not going to be able to enforce a boundary, then you won't ever get to a place where you can set that boundary because it's a practice. But let's say you don't set that boundary. Maybe you intentionally connect with somebody that you can feel safe and supported with. So yeah, you may not have set that boundary or enforced that boundary or whatever the case might be, but if the ultimate goal is to feel peaceful and free, then maybe connecting with somebody after that after you were not able to set that boundary or enforce it, which is not something to be ashamed of or feel bad about, but then you connect with somebody that you do feel supported by. So that can help kind of mitigate, in a sense, that experience. Now, obviously, it doesn't take it away, but it can change the energy that is happening internally. It can remind you, it can bring some of those feelings of maybe peace and certainly connection. So as you think about 2023 ending, think about what are some of the ways that you have put yourself in that all or nothing? What things can you maybe shift so that you're not thinking of it in that specific way? What things maybe have you 
felt like you failed at because it didn't look exactly as you expected? Can you give yourself some grace around that? Can you look at pieces of that as success or progress? What judgments can you let go of as 2023 passes or whatever year this might be that you're looking at it, watching this video? And then think about, okay, the turning of the calendar. I want to feel, I want to experience. And let yourself just kind of explore what that can look like the various ways that you might be able to get there. You deserve to get there. And every step, every single step, gets you further to that place. Even if there's lots of stuff in the mix, that doesn't necessarily move you closer. It doesn't mean that you're failing. What are you ready to say, okay, I can move beyond this from 2023. I can stop beating myself up about this. I can step into 2024 kind of with a fresh slate. What do you want to feel in 2024? Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe and if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.